Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday q and I'm Eric Griffin, president of ITM Trading. With me, I have Lynette Zhang, our chief market analyst. For those of you who don't know or are tuning in for the first time, we take your questions that you submit to us via email at questions at itmtrading.com. That's questions at itmtrading.com. We put them up here on the screen and we ask them live so you get a real, true, organic response. Hello. How's it and going? It's going fine. And just so you know, you, you don't have, you just have a head cold or a sinus. A sinus, yeah, sinus infection. A sinus so I'm a little bit infection. stuffy today. Um, it'll be okay. But yes, I tested for COVID to make sure that I didn't have COVID, obviously, because I would not be in the same room with you and have COVID. That would just be rude. Thank you. Or be in the office with anybody with COVID. Right. right. Okay. So All right. Let's rock and roll. All right. So Scott R. asks, if banks conjure money from thin air when they create a loan, mm -hmm. when the loan is paid back with actual earned money, mm -hmm. does the bank get to now call the principal of the loan paid back a real money asset or is it supposed to disappear back into nothingness? <clears throat> well, that that's a really good question. But uh, actually, they don't want the debt to be, to be paid off because then that is money that does come out of circulation. So it's supposed to disappear back into nothingness. But because of the way the fractional reserve system is set up, when they make that deposit, then they can loan out 10 times that amount of money. So yeah, so uh, when you pay it back, it actually does become a real asset. It becomes a real money asset at that point to the bank. Right, it does. Yep. But it's supposed to disappear into nothingness. That's why. But this whole system is based on constantly growing debt. That's what a big part of the problem is right now, mm -hmm. because all the debt is at nosebleed levels. Yeah, worldwide too. Well, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> this is definitely global. All right. So James H asks: Is there any such thing as good debt? Or do you guys encourage to have no debt? Is there a way to borrow money safely? Well, is there such a thing as good debt? I mean, with interest rates where they are, then you're basically getting the money almost for free. So as long as it is a fixed rate debt, then it's not like a mortgage or something like that, then it's not horrible. However, having said that, you always want to have the ability to pay off that loan in a second's notice if you need to. So when you say, is there any way to borrow money safely? Sure, you could take out a mortgage or some other fixed rate debt and then have the gold over here to offset that debt. If you need to pay it off, boom, like that. Yeah, if you have the ability to do if, so, right? Well, yes, if you, but, but if, if you, you have, have the gold savings, Right, if you have right. enough savings Which is to be able gold to, is. to afford to do that. Yes, but exactly. You're, I see what you're trying to get at is that during the reset, when the gold value goes up, then and the mortgage is fixed at a certain dollar amount, then it makes it easier to come over the top of it and pay it. Exactly. Yeah. Right, because gold is an absolutely liquid asset because of all of its many uses. So the highest level of demand of any other asset. So yes, that, that's what makes it a safe way to borrow money, is if you have the gold over here so that you can pay off that debt at a moment's notice if you need to, in or out of 
uh, a hyperinflationary event, but the strategy is about the hyperinflationary event. Yeah. I should probably say about, because I'm thinking about the comments that are going to come about you saying that I have a head cold. It's been seven days, so I'm not contagious. Otherwise, oh. I wouldn't be in here. <laughs> but, but They're going to be know. like, you have a sinus infection. Why would you do that to Lynette? If it was day one or to day five, I definitely would not be in here with you. We would well, be, we would, you would do it by yourself. Well, yes, <clears throat> too true. And, and, you know, and the other part of it is, is I do an awful lot to, especially going to the George Gammon event. You know, yeah, I've which been is this doing, weekend, right? Yes. And so I have been super overdosing <laughs> on my immunity, immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all that stuff. All right. So I just want to put an asterisk there. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Did you feel like you, you – okay, so we'll go to Bird's Eye's question. Uh, yes. Will the implement, implementation of SOFR affect gold, do you think? The, the answer is yes, but now what is, the, what is really the question? Is it going to, to affect the visible price of the gold contracts or is it going to affect physical gold, right? Because those are two, two different things. Keeping in mind that <clears throat> th- this is really a very interesting year because 2023 is when they said all of this stuff was supposed to happen. So a rising gold price is an indication of a failing currency. And and what I've seen in my very long career, and you've seen it as well, is whenever there's any major news, gold takes a spot gold contracts take a dump because they don't want you to run to the safety of gold. So could that happen, um, you know, in 2023? Boy, it can, but this is the piece that everybody really needs to remember. The spot gold contract is a contract and easy to manipulate because you can buy as many of those contracts for almost no money and control an awful lot of gold. But the real key here is that at the end of the day, when they need to reset the currency, they do it against gold because you need to reset something that has no value against something that is all value, which is fiat money and gold in these hands. So anything can happen between now and when they do that overnight revaluation. Anything can happen because the last thing that the central banks or the governments really want anybody to do is to hold their wealth outside of the system where it's harder for them to access and just take away. They want you to volunteer your wealth. So, you know, if you're asking about how it will affect gold, it's going to affect gold tremendously because as soon as it so far goes into full effect, all of those contracts that were changed from the LIBOR to the SOFR, their valuations change. And so whoever, whatever bank or financial institution are holding those contracts and their stock prices at one level based on... Now, no prices are really based on anything real. Let us face it. But at least in theory, based on real valuations, that all changes as soon as these contracts convert from LIBOR to SOFR. Now, the impact on gold, you know, um, remains to be seen, I think, this year. And I mean, I don't know because this is stuff that's way beyond my control. But did I buy some gold today? Mm Mm-hmm. As my grandson would say, <laughs> which apparently I do too, and that's probably where he got it from. But <laughs> he's mimicking. 
Yes. I, I guess, <clears throat> or I'm mimicking him. So, uh, so yes. All right, so Brian J. asks, governments have implemented wage and price controls in periods of high inflation in the mm -hmm. past. Can we expect that here as politicians mm -hmm. scramble for power? <clears throat> Absolutely, because when they implement wage and price controls, what they're really doing is changing or trying to change the narrative. Their choices are what create part of what create that inflation. And so, yes, they will definitely, I'm certain they're going to implement wage and price controls. They'll probably do price controls before they do the wage controls. But, you know, are wages keeping up with the prices and the current levels of inflation now? Heck no, they're not anyway. But, yes, I think we can absolutely expect that and more. I think we can also expect uh, limitations on foreign exchange or your ability to change your money into other forms as well. I think this is a good year to finish your strategy. And if you haven't started it, get it done. Get it done. All right. So Iman B asks, if there is a monetary reset against gold, who would ultimately drive this? IMF, WEF, BIS? Well, I would say it would come between the IMF and the BIS because the BIS is a central bank or central bank and the IMF, all of their members are heads of uh you know, they're treasury secretaries and heads of the Fed or heads of the central banks. So it's really going to come from the central bank. So therefore, I would say probably more the IMF. But all of those entities will work together to make this happen in a coordinated manner. So I don't really think there's any place that you can run to that's going to be immune from this because this is the death of a full fiat currency cycle. All right, so some live questions. Mike Raines asks, why is gold and silver getting punished in this environment? <clears throat> it's, it, it really is this simple. A rising gold price is an indication of a failing currency. They would rather you keep your wealth in intangible instruments or assets because that's easier to take away from you. And so they are going to punish real money because the fight, the battle is real money against fake money. And so, yeah, that's exactly why. That's exactly why when you see something major that happens, you, you look, most likely gold and silver are going to go down that day to cover up the real shift that's happening. It's just like it's nominal confusion, right? $20 bill 10 years ago, same, it looks the same as it might even be exactly the same bill as it is today, but it buys a lot less. It hides the truth. It hides the loss of purchasing power. And that's the same reason why gold and silver get punished, because they're hiding the truth, the real money truth. So Brian Jenkins has a question that kind of ties in with that last one. During skyrocketing hyperinflation of foods and energy goods, <clears throat> is there some reason the tamping down of gold and silver prices will not continue? Oh, yeah, that's a great question, Brian. And, you know, it really is all, all about public confidence, right? As long as the public has confidence, then they stay in these products. It's like the bank runs, right? So there is a run to real money, typically, during these kinds of periods. So during skyrocketing hyperinflation, then everybody really gets that the currency is dead. 
that the currency is losing value very quickly because the prices could double or triple or quadruple in 24 hours or, or whatever that number is going to be. We'll find out then. So um, is there some reason the tamping down of gold will not, con- silver and gold will not continue? And the answer is yes, because the markets, the real markets themselves will be driving that price and they will lose control. Now, we, we, could be, I'm not going to make this statement purely yet, but if you look at what's happening today in the markets with the interest rates starting to spike, which they've been doing since the first of the year, right, particularly, well, but the Fed doesn't want them to spike. They want to gauge and regulate how they move up in price. So how come they're not doing that? because the markets can overwhelm them. And that's what will happen during that period as well. And that's what will happen, you know, I mean, the more the the Fed is talking about raising interest rates, they now once they start to raise interest rates, they're gonna run off their balance sheet. I mean, they haven't been able to do it before. It's all been a big fat fail, but somehow magically this time is gonna be different. Is it going to be different? Probably not. But the markets are warning them because the markets are actually do have the ability to overwhelm the capacity of the Fed. And we've seen this, you know, we've seen it over and over and over again. So Douglas M. asks, can or would the government confiscate IRA gold held at the depository? Yes, they can. And if they want to, yes, they will. Paradise. Paradashi, I think that's what that says. Uh, does money printing tamp down the real value of gold? No, it's the. It's really more about the. It, no, it actually does just the reverse. Money printing makes the real value of gold go up in terms of that fiat. In, in terms of its fundamental value. Correct. Right. But yeah, so it's actually just the opposite. And that's what they don't want you to know. So that still ties back into that other question about the spot prices. Those contracts were created for perception management so that they could control how the public perceives gold and silver. That was the one. And I mean, it's a market force and all of that. But that's really why they were created. So, yeah. All right, so the memery asks, how do you feel about investing in commodity equities or royalty companies? Is it too much of a risk at this point? Look, everybody's got to do what they're comfortable doing. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't use some of your risk wealth to buy risk assets, but anything that is inside of the system that is denominated in dollars or any other currency wherever you are in the world, but that is denominated in fiat money and can only be converted back into fiat money. Okay, so what's its value when the fiat money, when people recognize, because it's already officially at, you know, a few pennies. So when it is officially at zero, I mean, what what is that fiat money worth? So for me, again, everybody's got to do what they're comfortable with. And I'm not saying that I won't in the future, but at this point, why would I put my money into something that I know 100% because we hear it constantly from the central banks that we need more inflation, right? Now we have the inflation, 
and we knew that this was coming, uh, why would you buy something if you know that the the only way that you can convert it is to, into something that has zero value? I wouldn't. So I personally wouldn't. Now, anybody else gets to make their own choices. We're all adults. But that is definitely not a choice that I would personally, that I have personally made. Give me the physical because I hold it. I own it outright. And it runs zero counterparty risk. And in this environment, that's what I want. Yep. I would, I answer that just slightly differently. And that is for me, I have my gold and silver strategy already in place. And so therefore, and you know, I'm younger, so it makes it, <laughs> yes, you, you know, are. you always hear that when it comes right. to like investing, right? Uh, well, it depends on what your risk appetite is and what, how, how old are you? And so, you know, I have more opportunity to, to, to gain or lose, right? Yes, so, you do. So as long, in my opinion, if you have your gold and silver strategy in place to protect you, which is that's what gold and silver are for, right? Right. We, don't, we, we never recommend gold and silver for speculation. Gold and right. silver are your insurance policy for what's coming. So if you have that insurance policy, it's in place, then you can take other risks if you, you know, if you're educated if enough you're, and you know what you're doing, you can take other risks out there with what you said, money that you al have allocated for risk to make gains in the fiat world, you know, because we're still using fiat to live right. life. So at just my recommendation is if you're going to go do that, have your have your gold and silver insurance right. policy in place before you start doing those kind of things. And, and I would agree. And you are a lot younger than me. So... And, you know, I'm sure some of our viewers are even, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, right. too. So and right. you have even more time. So you. But you definitely need to have the gold and silver over here because additionally, the opportunities that occur during these periods of time, you want to be in a position to take advantage of it. So for me, I'm not, I'm just not a speculator. That's, that's not who I am, you know, and, and that's okay. Everybody gets to do whatever they're comfortable with. So I feel like I can never have too much gold and silver. Right. And at some point you're going to be, it, all the things that you're going to have, you've been talking about are going to happen. Right. And you and you will benefit the most from it because you'll see, you know, a massive increase well, in the value. Hopefully all of our viewers will yeah, benefit. Yeah, I hope so. You know, yeah. But, you know, everybody's percentage, you know, we always get that question too, like, oh, right. what percentage should I have in gold and silver? Right. There's not a blanket answer for that because for Lynette and what she, all the research and all the things that she's doing, she sees she needs a significant amount more Correct. for her than what I might have for myself or what right. you might have for you. Um, so... Well, that's it true. It really is nuanced. Right. It really is. And that's <clears throat> why that's why we do a customized strategy. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I'm really mostly about legacy building. That That's because I'm preparing for my family. Well, and you have the luxury of doing that because you've been building your strategy for oh, yeah. so long that you're now in a phase where you can start to build the legacy piece. Right. right? Some right. people might not be at that at that place. They might be or, just starting out, right? Right. And, and, and they also... You know, not everybody is wanting to do that. Right. But, but that's why this—that's why whatever the strategy is, the strategy that we use here is my basic strategy, but then it's customized mm -hmm. because everybody is indeed different. Totally. 
All right, well, I know you leave tomorrow to yes. go to the Gammon, yes. the Rebel Capitalist Live, right, yes. in Houston. Yep. So are you going, are, do we have something in the hopper for tomorrow? We do, actually. We have a really fantastic interview of Boots on the Ground with Fernando Aguirre. This is our second interview with him. The first one he did three years ago, he was like the second person on the boots on the ground. Oh, wow. And so you'll have both of those links. But yes, I think it was a great interview. We we didn't have to repeat what we did the first time so we could take it to a new level. Oh, you've already done the interview. Yes, I did him. it and yesterday. And what's the topic? What do you get? What's your main theme that you guys go over? Well, a, a lot of what we went over since we did the first one on basic, what it's like to live through it. We went through a lot of um, skill sets where you're going to uh, survive if you live in the city, if you're out in the country, that kind of thing. And so what's we his went. background? Where is he from? And where, where did he experience oh, his... Argentina. In Argentina. Argentina, okay. yes. And okay. he is in Europe at this point, but we're not going to say where. Okay. But yes, yeah, so, and he pays a lot of attention to it. So he actually has a channel where he helps people understand what hyperinflation is, how to live through it, actually, and then how to prepare for it. He's a big advocate of going someplace else, and well, and that's too. okay. Well, yes, bugging out. Yes, he he's thinking countries. I'm thinking how oh. hard would it be to do that? <clears throat> he's but thinking countries, and you're thinking location. It's part of the location. strategy, right? It's right. part of the strategy. So we talked about all that different that that kind of thing. Cool. And it was really I I really enjoyed the interview, and I'm sure you guys will too. People always love the boots on the ground one. I think it's. It's neat to be able to do those because it gives people a, a look into what can happen from people who've been through it and what their experience was, exactly. which I think is so important. You know, I, unfortunately, critical. our viewers know, but I know that a lot of them struggle with their family members on, um, you know, their their family members, their heads are in the ground. Everything's going to be great. It's always going to be great. And, and that can never happen here. Right. Wherever you exactly. are, that can never happen here. But, you know, if it happens here, then it can happen over here, too. Yep. And it's because it's the behavior. And look what the central banks have been doing. Yeah. You know, and we're at the end. I'm sorry. I wish we weren't. I wish I could say we have lots more to go. But they have to transition us into a new system because the old system is dead. And it died 2008. It didn't just die. So this is actually not something that we're waiting to perhaps maybe it will happen or not in the future. We're, we're already walking through it right now. Yeah. We already are. So if you like this, please give us a thumbs up and make sure to leave a comment and share, share, share. Because as you said, a lot of family members or friends, they just go, poo-poo, you have a tinfoil hat on your head. You must be crazy. That could ever happen here. But, you know, yes, the boots on the ground, maybe that'll get them to listen if you can get them to sit down and watch it because these are people that have actually lived through it. Yep. And whether you get gold and silver from us, we would love you to, but if you just get it. Just get it. Get your get Please. your insurance policy in place. Better Absolutely. sooner than later. And and also in addition to that, it's food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, so silver and gold, community, and shelter. That's how we're going to be able to survive this. And the more prepared you are, the easier it's going to be. 
I mean, we're, we're, every single person is going to feel this. No matter what they've done, every single person is going to feel this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have an opportunity. And this, I mean, I can't say for sure because maybe something magical will happen in 2023. But we've been warned about 2023 for a long time, and we're now in 2022. What are you going to wait for? Well, maybe a portal will open up in the sky and suck all the central bankers right up into it. From your mouth to God's ears. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I can say there. But, you know, if you haven't put a plan in place, I I would say it's definitely time to do so. And if you haven't finished your plan, then I would also say it's definitely time to do so. Because without one doubt in my mind, it is absolutely time to cover your assets. And while we use the the wealth strategy here and the foundation is gold and silver because that is the good money while they are really destroying the fiat money. Please just, just get it done. Just please. And as well as food, water, energy, security, community, shelter, barterability, wealth preservation. We're running out of time. We are. I mean, it just is that simple. So, Until next we meet, and I hope I see many of you at George's event. I'm really excited about seeing everybody. I really am, and I'm ready. So until then, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.